Hey, Jamie. Oh, hello, Keith. How are you? That was a, that was a solid cough. Thank you. Just to kick it off. Thank you. We might. Season I'm just going to cut here. this. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, that's. That is right. We are we're finally back. What was our hiatus? Like how long was it? I think we aimed to be back November first, and it is currently November twentieth. Yeah. So it was, we missed I it think by a we little. Stopped end of August, beginning of August. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't sounds, remember actually, like, when we you know recorded. what? It was a little bit before I went to Israel. Which was? So that would have been midway through September. So yeah, I think we're right. We ended uh, at the end of August, early September, maybe. Yeah, it was good. Uh, good hiatus. Uh, some things happened. Uh, Indeed, they did. Namely, around around you. Want to talk about kind of what happened? Uh, yeah. So this is an exciting thing for me, but um, I didn't ship submissions or lectern as a thing, so that didn't happen. That's just you know, shout out to Kevin, so that you get to hear the things we're not working on, Kevin. But, uh, yeah, the big thing for me is that Coder Journey kind of transitioned into me getting a job working in the education space. So I'm now a course author for LinuxAcademy.com, working on supposed to supposed to be container stuff, but I'm actually doing like a lot of like dev and opsy things right now. So that's what I'm working on right now. And that thank you. Thank you. But that leads to changes for Coder Journey that I'm still sort of figuring out what I want to do with it. And what do you what do you so? Because of uh, your employment with Linux Academy, you can no longer work on videos on your own, or kind of what's the uh, yeah. Deal? So yeah, I mean, it's kind of a it's a becomes a conflict of interest at that point, right? If I'm an educator uh, as my day job, and then I'm also going off and creating educational content sure. Uh, elsewhere, sure, which makes sense. Um, so yeah, I kind of basically transitioned my side gig into my day job and now my day job that I used to have was you know being a full-time programmer and doing all that stuff kind of became my side gig so now I get like I can really use my free time to actually work on projects instead of being like oh sorry I have to go figure out react so I can build this you know this kind of toy project so that I can teach people things not that you know my my sweet court editor thing that I built in react wasn't cool but um you know, I didn't really get a dig in and actually build things to fruition. And I was always trying to juggle far too many things. So now I get to spend my days doing research and creating content and educating people. And now I get to use my uh, evenings, nights, weekends, etc. to actually work on programming stuff, which leads us to uh, our joint venture, I guess. Yes. Well, before we get to that, what uh, so what is happening with Coder Journey? Like, are you shutting her down? What, what are you? Uh, I'm hesitant to, to shut Coder Journey down, right? Like, I don't want to just, like, kill it. I think I'm actually going to start putting the podcasts up there hmm. um, as a thing, just because I know some people listen to podcasts on YouTube. So I'll, I'll just give us some sort of static background and probably put it up there, nice. if that's okay with you. Uh, but then I'm also going to be kicking off another podcast that is Coder Journey specific. And thankfully, this is not a conflict of interest with work, so not a big deal there. But that's going to be an interview-style podcast, um, or it'll be me, and then I want to bring in various like programming guests to kind of talk to them about their uh, what their journey, you know, if I don't get to like plenty or whatever here, has been in programming. So things they've learned, where they've gone, uh, unexpected things, basically, so I can try to get every bit of like good, solid advice that I can possibly get out of people who are different steps along the along the way, because everybody's learned something different. 
and they have something to share with somebody who's like one or two steps behind them. So that's another thing I'm going to be launching, and that will definitely go up on the YouTube channel too. That's awesome. I'm excited for that podcast. Yeah, I need to get on the ball with that one. Uh, I was supposed to have, I have a couple of guests kind of lined up. Just a lot of them are just like friends. And then I have one like kind of bigger named guy that I'm not going to say right now, but um, he agreed to, but then I kind of dropped the ball and didn't actually invite him uh, when I had the time frame because I didn't uh, actually create the uh, kind of back end stuff that I sort of needed to do that and to find the time because, well, I got a new job. Nice. Cool. Well, um, do you have any like immediate plans for that podcast or is it kind of just rumbling around your head still? You have to. So I think this week, uh, I mean, it's going to be really easy to ship, right? Like I'm going to put it on fireside like I do with, uh, the standup podcast. And then I'll just add a section to the coder journey website. But so I need to create some art for it. And then I need to reach back out to that one guest and then line up some other people. And more or less, I want to do some like scheduling stuff. I would ideally in a perfect world like to do it as like a weekly thing. But I'm gonna have to do like a massive amount of scheduling and getting people sort of lined up in advance in order to do that. So that'll be a little bit of a, a struggle, I think. But that's that's my goal. So, so this week, which is Thanksgiving week, I'm going to have a couple days off. And during those days, I'm probably going to design some artwork for it or maybe pay somebody on Fiverr like I did with this one. And uh, try to get all of that stuff set up so that I don't have that as an excuse to stop me from actually shipping. Cool. Awesome. That sounds awesome. Excited for that. Um, yeah. So our joint adventure that we have started up in our, in our break. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'd love to talk about that. I'm really excited about that. Well, geez, <clears throat> probably about five years now since we've worked together back in the, uh, back in the old days. Um, we both, you know, use the Pomodoro technique, right. To, to, to work throughout our days, um, which is I'm sure everybody's familiar with it, but it's working in defined, um, sprints, usually about 25 minutes and then taking a five minute break. So you can rest and have those 25 minutes as like pure focus, uh, on work. Um, very popular technique. A lot of people use it. And so we've tried probably every single Pomodoro timer out there. Um, I've even included, you know, just using timers on iOS, um, on uh, hardware timers. So I've tried them all, and there's a few things that have been missing, I I feel. Well, we'll get into that in a bit. But um, So this Product Hunt Hackathon project came about in the beginning of November, and I reached out to you probably for the fifth time saying, hey, remember that Pomodoro app we wanted to make four or five years ago? We should make that. And here's a good reason. Um, Parkinson's having this hackathon, this global hackathon, where there's some prizes and stuff. But my main concern was just trying to work with you again. And mm-hmm. my surprise, you said, sure. I was like, awesome. So, I, You know, I'm going to chuck that up to the fact that I now get to teach people during yes. the day. So I don't I actually get a chance to like this is one of the great things about working at Linux Academy is that I do really have my nights and weekends to be a programmer again. Yes. And yeah, so that that was great. So you reach out and I'm like, oh, man, this this timing is yeah, pretty, timing pretty perfect. Is I'm kind of in this weird spot. And 
uh, gives me something to work on. So I'm really excited. Do I think we're going to win? I don't even think we're probably not. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to even qualify by the time we're finished with this because we're not building the part that we needed that we just kind of shoehorned in there to be like, yep, this means we actually meet the criteria. Right. So our plan was to build an iOS app and a Slack app. And um, this product hunt hackathon has categories that you can work on that, that they have certain judges in these categories. And one of the categories is Slack. And I said, hey, I know Slack. Uh, I want this Pomodoro app on Slack as well. So let's do Slack. And we haven't even really touched the Slack app yet. And we have 10 days. So <clears throat> we still may be able to cobble something together. I don't think it's going to be the final released version, but we'll see. But um, back to the kind of the, the application itself. We're calling it right now, we're calling it Chronic. Mostly because that's what we came up with four or five years ago. I bought the domain four or five years ago. Um, so we're calling it chronic. And there's some unique um, aspects to this. Uh, we want uh, an app that is basically controlled in the in the cloud, quote unquote. I hate using that word, but um, what that allows us to do is have syncing through all the devices that we're going to launch on all the platforms that we're going to launch on so that one timer can kind of drive all these other timers. Um, we can have uh, integrations. So if you want to integrate it with a time tracking application or a reporting application or your Amazon Echo or, or whatever, that's going to be a lot more easy, easily accomplished than driving some timer on some iOS device somewhere. And the third thing we wanted was something to do on our breaks. So the ideal situation in when you're practicing the Pomodoro technique and you're doing computer work is kind of to step away from the computer, right? So you get kind of refreshed mindset and you're not, you know, checking email on your breaks and then you know, continuing to work like you never really had a break, uh, which actually brings me to another another topic as well, but we'll, we'll cover that in a bit. So we wanted to be the ability to have Instapaper send you stuff during your breaks that you could read that's five minutes long or pocket or, you know, something you've starred on Twitter or something you have uh, want to watch later on YouTube, stuff like that. Mm-hmm that is also going to be part of this, this Pomodoro time. And these things are something that I don't think any other Pomodoro has any other Pomodoro app has some, some apps tout. Yeah. Not that I can think yeah, of some apps tout like syncing, you know, syncing is a big deal so that your iOS timer is the same as your Mac timer. Um, and those don't get out of sync. Um, some apps tout that I have not yet seen one that actually works. Yeah, same same boat here. The closest thing I've ever seen to this working is actually something that I myself came up with that I just shoehorned onto a Pomodoro app that uh, had scripting for it. So like you could run like bash scripts and yep. stuff. And that way I could send a push notification to my phone after my five minute break was up. But that was the closest I've ever seen to these things actually working the way that I want them to work. Like I want to be able to create a timer and then I want to be able to walk away from my computer and then I want to know when I should be getting back to right. work. Right. 
And I don't know why, the, like, it's just a hard problem. And, or I mean, it's, it's really not a, that hard. I mean, hard of a problem, right? It's a, you set a timer somewhere and then you, you speak to a server. But that does, you know, you run into things like, oh, I don't have an internet connection. Like, that yeah. becomes a problem. And that honestly is not something we can solve through this. We would have to, like, run it on a, somebody's machine and then broadcast over, like, BTLE or something. And that would be a just total pain. But, yeah, the the main thing for me, anyway, like, I, I would say, like, our flagship feature, like, if nobody else uses any of this other stuff, is going to be the fact that, like, it'll just work in the sense that you start a timer and then you can step away from your computer. doesn't really matter where you're at. The Pomodoro is going to be with you, and we will let you know when your your break is over or let you know when you need to take a break, kind of depending on what device yep, you're using. Yep, and yeah, that's, that's the main thing I'm really excited about um, and the fact that that's actually going to work. Then the other another unique feature that I think we're going to have that nobody else has is this idea of group Pomodoros. Whereas if you're working with coworkers or you're working remotely, uh, maybe you're doing a pairing session, this idea that multiple people can be on the same schedule as you throughout the day is, is, mm-hmm. is something that we've always wanted. Uh, I know something like that we do at the coworking space I work at is we'll go on coffee breaks. We'll, we call them, um, we call them Belladoros because the coffee shop that we go to is called Maddie and Bella. So we say, hey, let's go across the coffee shop, do a Belladoro. And while we're there, everybody's like, okay, sync, sync your Pomodoro timers in three, two, one, and then everybody hits a button. This idea of group Pomodoros where you'll be able to share like a link or get a push notification or something, and um, you can all sync in the same, same Pomodoro schedule, I think is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty neat. And I, the remote pairing aspect of that is kind of a big one because like how often you and I remote pair, I mean, since starting this project, we've remote mm-hmm. paired quite a bit. And the solution to this has just been don't take a break. Like you just keep going because it's a pain in the butt to synchronize like, okay, hey, we're going to step away for literally five minutes. Seriously, come back in five minutes, you know, that kind of thing. And that's just that's just a pain, especially if you're yeah. um, that happens all yeah. the time with me. And it's and it's nothing like on purpose. It's just like nobody's kind of thinking about breaks. But if mm-hmm. you were both, you know, saying, hey, let's schedule this using chronic and and the timer went off while you were both pairing. Nobody would have to feel awkward and saying, hey, let's take a break. Or, you know, I wonder if that person wants to take a break. And, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of an awkward situation. I think this will help solve. Mm-hmm. That's our that's our project, man. I'm pretty really excited about that, and we've kind of been working on that since November first, nonstop. Um, so I think like this podcast is going to turn into a lot of status about that because we'll be working together throughout the week. It's going to be an actual stand up yeah. meeting, <laughs> like more or less. Like it's kind of what it. And in fact, that's what we we aim to have this thing under thirty minutes, and we're currently at sixteen minutes. And I don't know how much you have. Do you want to go through kind of your backlog of stuff? And then maybe we will talk about the actual project because you and I haven't talked in a couple of days. So we actually have yeah, some yeah, things sure. to talk about. Um, so Tetsu, um, if you remember from our cliffhanger last last season, I wanted mm-hmm. to ship um, asynchronous standups, which is the ability to have a direct message. Uh, and then you talk to the bot and you do your standup that way instead of open in a room. Uh, I have completed that. There are some a few edge cases that I need to complete, as well as a few commands remaining, like resume and edit. 
I believe, actually, I think edit works. Uh, there's a few commands that, that aren't working with that. So it's not launched, but it's very, very near completion. Um, I probably actually won't launch that until early next year because I'm going to do a beta here probably by the end of this month or very close to the beginning of next month because I want to keep this month focused on chronic. Um, so that's coming, um, but chronic kind of gotten in the other way. Um, the other thing that I announced that I haven't really even started working on is a app called Break Time. And Break Time was the idea of having something, um, you tell a bot or something saying, hey, I'm on a break, and it pushes you stuff you want to do on your break. And this uh, came out of the idea of Chronic that we had four or five years ago that I knew we that I would eventually be working on Chronic. I'm happy I'm working on it with you. But I thought this is kind of a, a, side, a side project that could fit into Chronic later. And so I announced this. I haven't even started on this. And you and I kind of talked about maybe we could work on this as part of chronic and then just release it as a, as a separate thing as well. So, yeah, I think this will be uh, break time is a good idea of almost demonstrating the like ability to add something into chronic mm-hmm. yourself. Like we build it as not part of the same code base so that we can show like, I mean, I mean, I guess you'd have to open source it in order to show it, but um, you can have it as like an example uh, workflow integration. integration kind of thing with Chronic. And I think that would be useful yep, to have. Yep, exactly. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, that's at breaktime.ai uh, if you want to sign up for, for that. Um, and so those are the three projects I'm working on. I'm still, uh, the other thing I wanted to work on, on was callback. <laughs> callback is something um, I'm using inside Tatsu, uh, as well as a, another client application that I'm working on. And that uh, still doesn't have a front end. I've actually decided to go back to React with that um, because A, I want to learn React <laughs> and Ember serializers were getting in my way. So uh, that that's kind of like one of my lower priority things because mm-hmm. I know it's working. I just need to put a front end on it and it'll be good. So, I mean, do you feel like you need to just go over and ship that thing? Like, uh, like after November is over, I would almost as, as your friend here, I would say like, all right, give, you know, don't work on chronic for a week or two and just finish callback so that you can yes. launch it. So for those keeping track, those are four side projects that I'm working on outside. Yeah. Of my... So it's a little crazy, but I'm actually really loving it. Um, it's stressful. Hey, that's, uh, I try to only stick with one thing, but <clears throat> just not in my nature. So, yeah, I think you're a little too ADD to only have yeah. one side project. Four, four is a little, a little out there. In all honesty, I actually have two right now and keeping two on my plate at one time is, is not that bad. And then the other thing I just want to, for my full time consulting thing that I, that I do as my jobby job, I'm working, um, with test double as a, special agent they call us which is a subcontractor uh with some some people from test double so that's that's really fun that's kind of what i'm doing on my uh my day job between all that that's what keeps me busy well cool let's let's talk a little bit about chronic then because uh over the last like more or less like week 
because uh, I think we did have kind of we checked in last week, but you and I have been working on separate things. So we we have our like timer in the cloud using Elixir processes, mm-hmm. and uh, now we're working on like the WebSocket integrations. And and we had you know some ideas for this, but it was basically like okay, I'm going to go try to work on a client for iOS, and we also you know this thing's supposed to be everywhere. So I was like, for one, I don't really know Swift that well, and it's been years since I looked at it. So I do know React and React Native uh, doesn't seem to be too big of a jump. So I think I'm going to try that out. And so I've been digging into that. And you've been working more on the server side and then also building a web front end for this to kind of test out the WebSocket stuff that you're working on. So for me, I'll just give you my little where I'm at right now. I realize that managing WebSockets and knowing what to do when a WebSocket comes back is kind of weird with components a little bit. So I looked into like kind of ways to get around this and I was like, okay, what is Redux? I know it's for state management and that's kind of the problem that I'm running into, but I had never actually worked with Redux before. And come to find out, Redux is literally, like, if you've ever messed with Elm, they have this concept of the Elm architecture, which is just that you have one giant state blob, and then you have these things that are, like, the update function, that the update function handles a bunch of types, and then you give it a type, it runs a function, gives you a new state back, and then you refresh the Mm -hmm. rendered DOM. And that's all Redux is. It's literally just the Elm architecture for this and i don't know that might be unfair to say like i just happen to know the elm version of this before i knew redux i think redux probably came first Mm -hmm. i don't really know Mm -hmm. but it's pretty sweet there are a lot of like little components to it but there's a really cool uh free like 50 some odd video thing with using redux by itself and then using redux with react on egghead.io that's actually um the tutorial series is by the guy who created Redux, so that's kind of neat. So I've been going through that, and I'm getting pretty close, but mine's really a spike. Like, I seriously haven't even committed anything yet. It's just this giant thing at this point. Like, I have a timer screen with a button, and I had to, like, build some timer channel stuff into the Phoenix app that I don't even know if we're going to ship this thing at the end, but I just need to figure out how channels work. And I'm actually pretty close to having it to where you can, like, create a timer, join your channel as a user, and get those things running. So I think probably got an hour or two left, and then that stuff will be working, and then I need to go back and add tests and figure out what I did that was stupid and stuff like that. But that's kind of where I'm at. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Yeah, and then also to back up a bit, kind of the first week that we spent together working together, we kind of created the actual timer piece, which you mentioned works with. Uh, processes and Elixir, uh, the OTP libraries and stuff. And that turned out, I thought, really, really well. And I'm really happy we kind of chose Elixir as the as the language of choice here because it like it's going to keep everybody's timer kind of in its own process. Um, it'll be really, really nice. And Elixir is just super fast. So Yeah, I dig it. It's super fun to work with. Like I feel productive yeah that's one of the reasons i wanted to, to work on chronic with you as well is because i know you're as excited about elixir as i am so um i've been getting a huge dose of elixir lately and i'm, I'm loving it the the part that i've been working on is kind of the api and in order to build that i've been building a test client in phoenix to kind of test that api out and we've kind of we've got a weird api this is kind of an api i've never built before um there's not many examples of apis like this where it's kind of a hybrid of an HTTP and a WebSocket um, API. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I'm not really happy with the architecture that's going down right now. And I've been trying like hell to 
to make it um, to make it nice to, to make it nice to work with. Like it's a nice API overall. It's just like the client needs to do a lot of steps and a lot of work in order to get it set up. And I that's the piece I don't like. Yeah, I. So the thing that I'm running into working with it is that our the HTTP bit that we have for getting a connection, at least in development, is kind of weird because we create something in the database. And so every subsequent attempt to get a connection fails because what you're trying to create already exists. Ah, yes, yes, that is that is because the unique identifier. Yeah, that uh, I'm going to change that from returning a 400 or 404 to if it's already exists to create to return a 304. And I think that will that will help. The other thing is we're not going to be creating it in the database. We're just going to be using the presence stuff that's already built in the elixir which will be nice Mm -hmm. um the piece that i'm that i am weird about is a setting up a channel i've looked through three or four apis that i know of that use websockets slack being one of them pusher being another Mm -hmm. and none of them require you to create a channel in websocket grand scheme of things channels aren't needed they're just frequencies they're just a nicety to filter certain requests through a thing but they all go over the same WebSocket architecture. If we can, yeah. right now, uh, I've kind of given up on that. I spent like two days on it. And in Elixir, it seems like you can't do it unless you write your own transporter, but I'm not sure. I'm not 100%. So like channels are a concept that only exists inside of Phoenix to me. Like, or is channel like an actual yeah. WebSocket thing? Because as far as I've been able to tell, it's just no, a Phoenix it's, thing. Uh, it's it's uh, in other places. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah, because I looked at like what it takes because I'm not using the Phoenix library mm-hmm. to talk to it. And so it's just a specific like payload that has you tell it like what type of event and yes. that kind of thing. So yeah, to me, like at, on my client, I don't even know that channels exist. It's really I'm just telling, oh, this is the kind of event that I'm kind of working with so here. Channels on the server side are nice in Elixir because they give, give you some niceties as to when somebody's joined and it has some handle in and handle out methods that are really nice. Mm-hmm. So you can look for certain patterns in the messages. On the client side, I, I don't understand why they're needed. Everything passes through the WebSocket. So I'm still looking into that. I'm actually closer this morning than I was. So those may not be needed. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, like, when do we switch between – when does the user have to switch between HTTP and WebSocket? It's kind of muffled, and I don't. I don't like that. So mm. uh, I'll have to catch up with you about this later. But the, the API is turning out weird. And I'm wondering if like our first 0.8 version of this, just we have to get it working. And then we we, we rework the API before we make it public. Maybe, maybe the thing. Yeah, that sounds fair. I think we need to learn what the system is yeah. doing before we uh, solidify what's going on. I mean, let's be real. This, a lot of this is just yep. like a spike, especially since we're, we're learning a ton of new tech in order yeah. to do it. Yep, yep, and that's kind of what I've been doing on the JavaScript side, and I've made so many changes to the to the uh, the, the API stuff that we've had before. So uh, it's coming along. I'm I'm happy we're doing the spikes to kind of figure out the API stuff instead of building the API, writing tests, thinking this is how it's mm-hmm. going to work. Yeah. So um, it's turning out nice. It's just going slower than I hoped. So my plan is we have ten days left. My hope is that maybe we can get a Slack timer done, uh, not just using existing uh, Slack um, platforms, like maybe just using BotKit um, instead of rolling our own Elixir bot framework. Um, oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that might be 
a thing we attempt in the next week, uh, or maybe we just throw out the the whole idea of like releasing anything for product hunt. But I I think I've come sort of to the spot where I really don't care about yeah. the product hunt part of this at this point because I'm like we. The Slack bot was sort of a thing that I felt a little bit tacked on because I like right. I don't know that I'm going to use it as a, so it feels a little bit extraneous in that sort of situation. But it was really just a nice excuse to sort of work together on this, and it would be cool if we managed to ship everything we needed. But regardless, like I'm I'm invested enough in the project now that I'm just like I'm like oh yeah mm-hmm. I got to work on this thing I got to finish this iOS app mm-hmm. it's going to be sweet when I launch it I'm going to you know be we have. That was one thing that was nice because of this thing um, in our kind of landing page from Product Hunt. We at least have some like we have like, you know, I bet mm-hmm. there's probably close to 50 people that are interested in that. Yeah. And so that's kind of cool. So I'm OK with that. Whether or not we ship the Slack thing or not, I... I'm the same way. Um, I just yeah, I don't care one way or the other uh, if if it's if it's, you know, November 28th and we finished everything we need to do to create a timer. I may like spend a day to, mm-hmm. to ship a Slack bot. So, oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, okay. Well, so we're I'm not like concerned myself with yeah. it. But um, the other idea that we want with Chronic is we want it to be everywhere. Probably not the best idea in terms of support. Yeah, no, probably not for two I think people. It'll be cool. Probably. Like it'll be on. I know for sure it'll be on Amazon Echo. You know, Slack would be cool uh, as a uh, command line mm-hmm. utility. That would be cool. Oh man, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure I mean, how that, that one would that's work. That's the cool part and fun part with this. So that now I'm curious. It's like a lot of yeah. the stuff I've never done. I know you've never done a lot of stuff, so it's kind of like it's it's just really fun to kind of work on something that's outside our mm-hmm. wheelhouse and learning a bunch of new stuff. Cool. Sounds good. Well, we are over our normal time, so we should probably be wrapping this up. But this has been episode one of season two of the stand-up and now it's basically more or less a stand-up since we're not working on kind of just separate side projects anymore we have a unified side project and it's going pretty well so i will talk to you in two weeks officially i think sounds good man later later 